So if you've driven through UT's campus at all recently, you might have noticed you are not the only one on wheels. Perhaps you have seen the food delivery robots driving around, looking all cute, as some people say. And genuinely, I have to say, my wife feels bad for these little guys sometimes. Feels like they are, you know, being forced into labor, but they are doing a good deed. They are bringing food to you. That is, if you are a UT student. But if you're in downtown Knoxville, you might be wondering, why is this not something that's available here? And long story, short answer uh, is, you know, it's something that the city is considering, similar to how they were considering the uh, scooters, the electric scooters and electric bikes back in the day that are now a permanent part of Knoxville. The city is looking at a pilot program, perhaps to see whether or not this technology is something that could work in Knoxville beyond just the University of Tennessee campus. But before we get started in this discussion about how food robots could work in downtown Knoxville, the pros and the cons, and things to consider, we should introduce ourselves. I am Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News, joined here for the first time on The Scruffy Stuff by... Daniel Dasso, and uh, I am the high-tech growth reporter at Knox News, covering energy and tech and growth and development. So you graduated from the University of Tennessee in May, correct? I did. And what was your experience, I guess, just to start out with food delivery robots on campus? Well, the food delivery robots were introduced in March of 2022. So that was spring of my junior year. They were quite a novelty, of course. No one was used to seeing these little uh, autonomous, self-driven robots bringing their Starbucks or Moe's or Chipotle directly to their dorm or their academic building. The robots were very endearing. I think one reason college campuses love them, they're now at dozens of college campuses across the U.S., is that the company Starship Technologies has made these robots easily programmable uh, to suit the specific needs of your campus. So, for instance, uh, these robots uh, will play Rocky Top for you when the lid opens and you grab your food. Other campuses, of course, will use uh, whatever their song is. Does it do it in like robot like beeping sounds, or is it like or does it like play an actual song? It, it plays a, a sort of instrumental version, yeah. kind of similar. If anyone listening got accepted to UT, they send you a little card, and when you open it, it plays uh, Rocky Top. It's the same kind of deal. And on the side, they have a sticker that says, Hungry, I deliver to Vols. The other thing is that these robots are programmed with uh, GPS technology. So uh, that's how they know where they're going. It's similar to the GPS technology you use on your phone. They know all of the roads that they are allowed to travel on. And that's actually a key part of the pause that the city is placing on the robots. These food delivery robots at UT currently do not operate on city-owned streets. They only operate on state-owned land on campus. So their operating map does not include any city streets yet. And what the city wants to do is just make sure before these are deployed across Knoxville, the city wants to make sure that they're not going to cause pedestrian issues, that they won't be a risk for car accidents. One thing that's endearing about these robots i think something that makes them seem more human-like is that they will wait at crosswalks and they have several cameras that will tell them if it's safe for them to to go across the street um, so if you are driving through campus you'll see them sort of waiting with students to cross the road and they are pretty safe they haven't caused any car accidents at ut but i think the city just wants to make sure before it opens up knoxville uh, to all these companies that the robots aren't going to cause any issues. 
So a pilot program approach, which is something that the city is considering, makes sense to do exactly that, just to test things out and make sure that everything is good to go. And, you know, we realized whenever the scooter pilot program rolled out that maybe all the, you know, kinks weren't ironed out originally to start. I remember I did a story about how the GPS technology was supposed to keep the scooters from going through Market Square. And then I easily rode a scooter through Market Square. And so... Um, but that's why you do it, right? Is you you want to test it and make sure things are working. Um, the big question I have is, you know, do we need them at all in downtown Knoxville? Because, um, you know, and, and that's not the point of the pilot program necessarily. It's, you know, to be able to say whether or not this is something we want in our city. But is it something that we need in our city? I'm not sure that that's, I mean, I'm sure that'll be part of the conversation. I'm just wondering, you know, first of all, like UT campus, you mentioned like the state property it's a lot more wide open, I feel like, than downtown Knoxville. I mean, we've talked about here on the podcast before just like how and we talked about it as recently as two weeks ago when we were talking about the open streets concept in downtown Knoxville, how it's just nice to be able to breathe a little bit walking downtown because the sidewalks are so narrow on uh, Gay Street with the patios jutting out onto the sidewalk a little bit. So I would be interested to see if this is something that could actually operate smoothly downtown. I think they would have to go down Gay Street. Maybe not. But then there's also, you know, other side roads and whatnot that I've heard about that, you know, when they tried to bring the trolley pub to downtown Knoxville, the trolley pubs, which were powered by people pedaling, could not handle downtown Knoxville Hills. Maybe that just says something about our <laughs> about our fitness level that we can't go up a hill, but maybe the robot can. I don't know. But these are things that I'm sure that the city will be looking at. Can it handle the roads in Knoxville? Are the sidewalks wide enough in Knoxville? Um, I'll just, I'll just be very interested to see these things in a more dense area with more people out and about, especially, you know, on campus, I feel like you have a lot of people who are familiar with the robots because it's part of their everyday life. And you have a lot more people in downtown Knoxville that maybe are out of towners that um, are just visiting town and see these things and maybe don't, won't know how to interact with them the way college students do. Although we did talk about some college students uh, have gotten in trouble with these robots before as well. Right. I, it was back in uh, late April. It was about two months after they had deployed these robots. And the news broke that these two guys at UT had basically assaulted one of these robots, picked it up and slammed it into the ground. And one thing I think is helpful to know, it's a safety mechanism on these robots. If you pick them up, if they can sense that they have been lifted off the ground for any amount of time, they let out quite an unpleasant screeching noise. Um, It's kind of like a a very high-pitched fire alarm. And so they're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be able to pick them up very easily. They're kind of awkward and cumbersome. They're actually fairly large. I mean, they don't look very big when, when you're not standing right next to one, but if you're trying to pick one up, which you should never do, they can be uh, pretty you know, awkward and, and boxy. And you mentioned you know, downtown is different from campus in a lot of ways, and so the city isn't just looking to UT as a sort of pilot. If that w- were the case, then they might have already deployed these robots downtown. I spoke with a city official who said, the program has been very successful at UT, and it actually gave the city the idea that maybe these could work downtown. But there are some pretty key differences between campus and downtown. You had mentioned, you know, the density of restaurants downtown uh, along Gay Street and Market Square and in Old City. It's not hard to walk uh, and and walk past several restaurants just in the space of maybe half a mile. Whereas on campus, you could be at your dorm and be quite a ways away from the student union or a restaurant on the other side of campus that you want in that moment. 
And so there's a convenience there that maybe we don't need for downtown because downtown is walkable. And, you know, this, the student population at UT, their schedules are full. They're going between classes. They might not always have time to walk and get food. There's also the question here about people who work as who work in food delivery, people who work for, uh, you know, DoorDash or Uber Eats and how the food robots might affect their jobs downtown. That's also a question I think the city is going to be taking seriously is do we need these robots in the first place? And secondly, what effect might these robots have on the local delivery labor market? I think even beyond the local delivery people, like the people that are actually just in the restaurants. I mean, if you work in a downtown environment, it's it's more of a fast-paced environment. And then you're also having to deal with, uh, not deal with, but you're, you have, you know, to-go orders. And then you have, uh, you know, DoorDash orders. And now you're going to throw robot orders into it as well. I mean, that's another thing on just the restaurant end to have to think about. And it obviously would be something that you would have to opt into. It's not like, you know, the robots are downtown. So every restaurant has to provide, you know, uh, services to, to put the food into the robots. I mean, it's something that would be optional. The other thing I think about is just the difference between, you know, college campus and downtown in terms of just the respect that you might have for something, uh, you know, like a food delivery robot on your campus. I think one cool thing about, you know, being on UT campus is it's, you know, a college institution. It's, it's, it's a place of innovation and technology. And you see these robots around and it's part of campus life. And like the same people see them every day. You know, I talked about it a second before, but like, you know, you mentioned downtown being so condensed, like it's, it's, it's easy to walk from one restaurant on one side of town to the other. Maybe where somebody who's downtown, would want to use one of these robots is maybe is there something in uh, Happy Holler or the Central Broadway area that they would want to eat that maybe they don't want to walk to. I just cannot imagine a robot just kind of going up Broadway and just like not, you know, not coming across somebody who uh, has no idea what this is and is interested in it. Like that's not, that's just not up to date with, you know, this technology that is so present on UT's campus that everybody knows about it. I feel like it would just be hard to like educate the, the masses about what these things are. I think that's something that these robots offer to campuses as well is the chance to look cutting edge, to look like, oh, look at us, we're deploying the latest technology, we have food robots. That definitely was the feeling I got when UT deployed them. The administrators seemed proud that they had brought this technology to campus, let alone the fact that sometimes these robots don't work super well. They get stuck, they can't navigate every kind of terrain. They can go up small curbs. They have issues with large curbs. It was not uncommon when I was a student at UT to see a robot that was stuck on its side or floundering or, you know, needed help. And I think that's something that made them cute to people is that it's they weren't this invincible technology like you would see in a, in a scary movie about robots. They had these strange human vulnerabilities. They had terrains they couldn't navigate. Sometimes they needed your help. And the navigability issue is big, too. I think the city realizes that things could go wrong with this. Imagine a year from now you are walking down Gay Street on a Saturday night. It's super busy, but also three people have ordered from food delivery robots, and they're trying to navigate the same sidewalks you are. They can't move if people are walking all around them. They have sensors that keep them from moving if they don't see a clear path forward. So... I can imagine a future when you have these robots essentially getting stuck on busy streets. 
getting stuck in the way of pedestrians, hopefully not getting stuck in the way of vehicles, but that could happen as well. And those are all things the city's gonna be paying close attention to. As with the scooters uh, back a few years ago, when we saw how those scooters had not gone well in, in some cities, most notably for for us in Knoxville, we had seen debacles happen in Nashville with those scooters when they were deployed without a pilot program in place. That's happened in some cities with these food delivery robots. Cities like Pittsburgh and Chicago are developing or have developed pilot programs, and that could be the path that Knoxville goes down is a pilot program to deploy some of them and see how it goes. Um, or it could be like cities like San Francisco and Toronto that have restricted the amount of food delivery robots or the amount of companies have restricted where they can go. Um, or in the case of Toronto, have actually outright banned them over concerns for pedestrian safety. Yeah, I guess my big question is like at the end of the day, who would these really benefit in downtown Knoxville? Because it's not the delivery drivers. Maybe it's the restaurants. I mean, to be able to have one more way to get their food to people. But again, we talk about downtown being so dense. Like, I don't really necessarily think that people who live downtown would get that much more of a benefit out of them. You know, by the time that you walk down to your apartment, walk across the street, you know, to another restaurant, go in there and order. It's about the same amount of time. I mean, I I get that downtown life is a fast paced life for some. And maybe you need that food really quick. But, man, it's still still downtown is a small town in a big city it feels like where you know you you don't it's not a struggle to get food at any at any point so i'll be very interested in it um we talked about the uh you know sort of the 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 look on campus of being sort of a tech forward campus by deploying these robots i mean the same could be applied to downtown knoxville um you know whether or not downtown knoxville wants to be the the a cutting edge city like a campus might want to be the cutting edge campus by having these food robots deployed what are your thoughts on that daniel i mean we think about uh it, it, would the robots be a good look for downtown knoxville if you were out of town and you came into knoxville and you saw food delivery robots would you be like oh wow this city is has got it going on they're up to date with the latest tech yeah the question to me seems to be is the novelty of these robots worth things that could go wrong with right because ultimately what they offer is that moment where you say oh that's so cool if a a, you know robot is delivering my food but if it gets to you late if it leaves before you can get there is it worth having people come from out of town maybe and say oh it, it looks good on knoxville that they have these robots and i'm not actually sure it would be a great look for Knoxville. I don't think when people are looking for a great downtown that this is the kind of technology they're really looking for. Streets in downtown Knoxville, you know, are already sometimes difficult to navigate. So I I wouldn't be completely surprised if the city decided either not to go forward with a pilot program or they did go forward with a pilot program and ultimately decided to either restrict the, the use of the robots Um, or otherwise not fully deploy them. We are somewhat of a tech hub, but I think we're not a tech hub in the same way that San Francisco is. San Francisco is one of the earliest cities to deploy this technology, and they're also a city that moved pretty swiftly to, to restrict these robots. If it didn't go well in a city like San Francisco, which already has a lot going for it as... A hub of technology, although, of course, we're hearing more and more in, in the news about San Francisco's decline after the pandemic cleared office spaces there. 
I, I don't think that these delivery robots are the kind of technology that can change a city's reputation or even move the city's reputation a degree one way or another. And I don't see Knoxville trying to, you know, designate itself as a national tech hub in that sense. We are obviously close to world-class research facilities at UT and at Oak Ridge National Laboratory in particular. And we have companies like uh, TVA headquartered here that make us a name in, in the world of technology and innovation. I'm just not sure that these food delivery robots are going to change the city's reputation for the better necessarily. Yeah. And then just to like think about it on a more dumbed down level too, do they, does it, does it match the vibe or the, I mean, for lack of a better word of what downtown Knoxville is. I mean, you think about we're a city that has a lot of historical buildings that have been repurposed and we're still kind of, you know, we're still kind of Southern and under slightly under the radar still. We're a river town. We're outdoorsy. I, just something about the robots coming through downtown just doesn't really feel like it meshes well. And then you talk about the scooters too. I think people had that uh, that thought and sort of similar thought about when the scooters came into Knoxville. And I think those were, they weren't embraced right away. They've been a little bit more welcome now that there's been uh, a little bit more education about where they can and can't be driven. But the scooters worked well in Knoxville on a couple different levels. One, it helped with the encouraging of um, you know less vehicle traffic and getting you know alternative forms of transportation. Two, um, you know outdoors. You know you're you're getting to experience the city in a new way. It was like a direct benefit to the person who was using it. You were an active user of this technology. Where the robots thing is, is a little bit different. The individual who is benefiting from the robot is not actually using the technology themselves. And I think that is a little bit uh, of a difference between these two things, too. Like the novelty I could see wearing off where it's not something that you are personally using. Yeah, it's like the scooters clearly help you to get from point A to point B faster. They also have the novelty factor. A lot of people haven't ridden them before. So if it's their first time, there's, there's uh, you know, the excitement of using technology they haven't used before. And that might be true for people the first few times they use these food delivery robots. But when I was a student at UT, I never used one. I was with people, for instance, in the, in the student newsroom there who did use them. And they would say like, oh, my food delivery robot keeps getting delayed. Oh, it's not getting here. It's taking too long to bring my food from point A to point B. That could have been for any number of reasons. The food could have been delayed. When these robots go to a place to pick up food, they wait outside. The restaurant gets an alert that a food robot is waiting. And a worker actually has to go outside and take prepared food or a drink, lift up the robot and put it in there. There could be delays in that process. It could get stuck on a sidewalk. It could get stuck in a, in a crowd. So there's a lot of reasons it could be delayed. Um, but if, if these robots worked far and away better than other food delivery systems, I think that this might be a different conversation as well. But the city is going to be looking at how they worked in other cities to see if we should have them here. And ultimately, they might find out that they aren't the best means of food delivery and uh, they do, you know, cause traffic jams or, you know, pedestrian flow issues in the downtown area. Yeah. And another thing worth noting before we sign off here is, you know, the city has been working with other strategies to make it easier to get food 
from downtown restaurants. They've added some more of those temporary flasher 15 minute parking spots um, over near Market Square. So you can order food, you know, park your car there, uh, not have to pay, run in, get your food, get back out. As long as you got your flashers on, you're back in 15 minutes, you're good to go. And then just going back to what I was saying about, you know, the scooters weren't necessarily embraced at first, but over time, once there was more education about them, you know, people started to understand how they work and where they could and couldn't be ridden. You know, maybe we're sitting here talking about the food robots right now. Maybe that'll be the case with them as well. I mean, it is kind of a, not a scary new thing, although some people would say, oh, is this the the robot takeover? But, um, you know, it's something new and it's something different and it's going to take some time, even if it has been on campus, to understand um, how these things could work and the challenges they might face. And that's the whole point of the pilot program in the first place. And we saw how it worked with scooters and maybe it can work here as well. But we are very interested in hearing your thoughts about the possibility of food delivery robots in and around downtown Knoxville. So if you would like to reach out in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Knox Scruff. You can also send me an email at ryan.wilusz at knoxnews.com. And as always, the Scruffy Stuff is presented by Knox News. Head on over to subscribe.knoxnews.com to see our latest offers and sign up to support local journalism today. It'll give you unlimited access to not just downtown stories, but stuff happening all around Knoxville, Knox County, East Tennessee, from politics to growth and development to sports and arts and entertainment. Anything you could possibly want to know about your community is available there at knoxnews.com. And as always, check out the podcast description for a link to our Urban Knoxville Facebook group and our Urban Knoxville newsletter. Both of those resources are free and can help you get involved even more in the downtown discussion. And before you sign off, be sure to hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on to get a notification every time a new episode drops or just come back on Tuesdays and leave us a review, a five-star one, if you would. Let us know what you love about the show and what you would like to hear us talk about next. And until next time, stay scruffy, Knoxville.